Hi everyone, this is Alvin from Lifebook, and we are back with another episode, a basic continuation of the context of our initial episode of the year that was launched just last week. So if you have not yet caught up with any of the content that we have put out there, kindly take time. There is a lot of time. We still have a lot of time to go and listen to the podcasts that have been leading up to where we are so that you can understand exactly what we are talking about and why we're talking about what we're talking about. I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. And it's not so new because um, we don't want to get so ahead of ourselves, especially concerning a book like The Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, For the past introductions that we have had, we have now established one fact that books are a basis. They are a, a whole ocean of wisdom. They are a whole ocean of knowledge. It depends on what exactly it is that you want. They're like a forest full of trees with so many fruits. So it's up to you to open the one that has the kind of taste that you have. Is it an apple? Is it a mango? Whatever it is, it's all at your disposal. But what you do with this knowledge is what really matters because it gives you access as we established that in the previous episode. So just what we're going to do today, we're going to look right deep into what we discussed in the previous book. I mean, actually in the very book, but in the previous episode. And we are going to look a little bit deep into the context of what leads to the conversations that we have between Arcad and the people of Stab, 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 established last, uh, last week. That in our previous episode, we established that they are principles that govern wealth. They are principles that govern wealth creation. They are principles that govern maintenance of that wealth. It's not just about how you acquire gold. It's more about getting it, keeping it, or maintaining it, and then growing it. Now, for many of you, or many of us, we may be more of getters. We are so concerned. We want to get, want to get, want to get, want to get, want to get wealthy. We want to get, we want to get, we want to get, but we do not understand how to keep what we get. And for many who are so ambitious about it, they are so interested in getting it in that they have not prepared for how it's going to be maintained when it comes in. So the problem now becomes not getting, but the keeping, because at the end of the day, you realize everything you get leaves. Like it says in the book of Haggai, that you have pockets in this land. It's like they have holes in them. Whatever you put inside, just it just goes out. It's like a basket, putting water, pouring water in a basket. Every drop just goes right out. So we need to understand wealth from an out. Out, an outside context and understand what does it really take to be a wealthy man. We established these facts by Christ that he became poor for our wealth, that we might be rich. Not just in wealth, not just prosper in, 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 um, in the body or in the flesh and health-wise and relationship-wise, But also it's important for you to have some money on you, not some, but more than what you need. Actually, it is discipline for you to have just what you need. It's just enough. But if it must be more than what you need, it should be for the benefit of others, right? So money is a tool for us to preach the gospel even further. Now, why are we talking about this? 
one thing that we discover that I have discovered in this book, if you've been reading along with us and uh, you probably are where we are right now, you realize that there is something about these two friends, Bansir and his other friend whose name I keep forgetting. It has an L, it's, it, it, Namor, Lamor, something like that. And these two friends happen to understand the most basic things concerning wealth. Why are we talking about this? It's because it's more important that you enter what God has prepared for you when you are prepared for it, when you are ready for it. There is a life back that we talk about and we speak about preparation and we say that success, opportunity, is not looking for one who is, who has the ability. It's looking for one that has the readiness. Are you Opportunity is always available for one who is ready, not one who is in a rush. So are you ready for wealth? Are you really determined? There is a difference between lasting after, after wealth and really having an honest desire to become wealthy. It's important to have desires prioritized and have a clear picture of what exactly it is you want to achieve by which milestone. Because there's something, there's a very important concept that that, that Arkad puts across as he's telling them about um, one's desire. Actually, it's the, it's the I, think, I believe it's the seventh cure to a lean pass. And he says that the seventh cure is a number of streams of income, right? One's ability to get income, <clears throat> sorry. One's ability, one's determination to get wealth. To the kind of discipline that attracts wealth. The Bible says money answereth all things. All things. When I was growing up, I had a story of, of a dog that hadn't that inherited the wealth of, 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 of its owner. The owner passes on and he probably didn't have children or whatever. And he writes a will and leaves the dog in charge. I don't even know how that happens. But it once happened. A dog is wealthier than one who is working. Like literally, it's x x x x x x x x x x x x x x existence is of value more than some people as we speak right now. It's funny, but it's it's a proven fact. Money answereth all things. It doesn't matter who you are. If you understand the language of money, you realize that you actually have the tongue of wealth. Money is only an instrument. It's actually just a sign of proof that you have wealth. But talk to 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 about that in the very beginning. But in this this very moment, I want us to look right deep into these things that make Arcad who he is. The things that lead to the wisdom that Arcad is giving out. We live in a world that is round and round and full of so many people. You know, they say they call it the circle of life, right? We have had it that we need each other, right? We have, we complete each other. It doesn't matter who you are, by the way. Every single person that is on the face of the earth has a connection to the earth itself. And therefore, since we are all children of the dust, by science, we are all connected. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white. The point is when you start to rot six feet, that 
that that that rot is not black neither white if you have white rot then there's something wrong with you but regardless all of us return to the dust and so these racial discriminations are very 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 pathetic it doesn't make any sense it doesn't have any standard but why we are talking about it this way is because we need each other we need each other regardless of who you are and what you have there is there is there is someone out there who you need to bring you to a door that is an opportunity for you to go to the next level and regardless of whether you accept this or not as a fact it is truth and truth is infallible whether you accept it or not truth does not change it maybe it could evolve to a higher realm of truth but it does not dispel the fact that by nature it is true why are we talking about this in this book these two friends are having this discussion and they are they recognize the fact that they actually need help the one was actually almost being led astray to think that I have imagined for a moment that if I should find Arkad along the street I shall snatch his bag and take all the wealth that he has and then run away and probably build mine with that and his friend tells him and Bansir re- responds to him and says you and 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 beyond that you are deceived to think that that which you would have stolen from Arkad is all he has Arkad is a wise man He has not only prepared for the wealth that he has however he has also prepared for an inflow of that wealth that even if he spends more in a year there is still more coming to him and therefore he will never run out he will always have a sufficiency to sustain him just what you start to steal from him so an important fact is expressed in this book and wisdom is there's a lot of facets of wisdom and what you see or what you think is true another person might be seeing differently so this basic wisdom the king also borrows and he says you know what let's bring in our cat let him teach the people of the town how they can make wealth for themselves how is it that one man is in position to have all this wealth there, there, there is something that these either these people don't want to see or they just don't they either don't want to see it or they can't see it and they need help So the associations that we create with the people around us must be strategic for a purpose. If you are really determined to be wealthy, you will determine to have the discipline that gets the wealth, that maintains the wealth and that grows it. Because if it doesn't grow, if it doesn't evolve, then it will stagnate, stagnant. And well, when when things change as seasons change, the relevance of your wealth begins to die. and what we thought was really a lot becomes pretty small so the secret and pattern that i see within what arkad is talking about with his peers or rather his subjects in this matter they are subjects or his students and he's sharing this wisdom with them and in the seventh in the seventh um <clears throat> the seventh lesson that he's teaching them on how to overcome a lean pass or a, a small pass or a small wallet if i should say in easy layman's language he's saying that one must have the determination it's not enough to say i desire to be wealthy it is not enough to say that i want to be rich or i want to be wealthy or i want to do all these things it is not enough 
but he says that when a man sets his eyes on five on achieving or attaining one golden coin when he achieves that coin he will get strength to achieve the target of two three five ten 15 20 and more gold coins as they come which brings us into another principle faithfulness why is it important for us to build the right way it doesn't matter how much you have robbed if you have attained wealth by usury or by uh, manipulation or by wealth any unjust means of creation of wealth never sustain they never sustain you always lose it as quickly as you get it because it's not about the getting there is a root system that maintains the kind of wealth that you have and that's the first thing we need to understand as we are talking about wealth creation and how to keep what has been given to us the question is are you faithful with what you have when we get money are you faithful to get what you truly get are you determined to get what you're getting do you feel it's enough are you satisfied with where you are i mean if you're satisfied that's another thing right but if you feel you have a mandate towards the world at large and your dreams and aspirations then you aim higher so when we are talking about the the the, the principle of acquisition or the getting of wealth or the getting of money that's simply just a part of the story but then when we talk about maintaining the wealth that's when we begin to develop a root system you maintain a you start to develop a system of discipline that the more money that comes in according to what he actually taught in the first cure of a lean pass he says that you must secure you must fatten the pass which means as he emphasized out of every 10 golden coins that you get this is arkad speaking to his students of every 10 coins that you get nine are yours to use and one is yours to keep never forget this as arkad is putting it out i'm also putting it out of every 10 coins that you make nine are yours to use and one is yours to keep of every 1 million shillings 1 million dollars 1000 dollars 10,000 francs or whatever currency it is one part of all that you earn is yours to keep it is not your money if you're spending it because when you spend it it goes into someone else's pocket so it doesn't come to you but until you recognize the discipline that is in keeping something for yourself firstly then you begin to develop a root system now the root system that goes deep is where we talk about maintaining or keeping we have got the money we are faithful and diligent in keeping aside a tenth of it for ourselves for saving an investment and then secondly we have what we call maintaining it those roots are you in position to maintain the kind of consistency you put across Now he says it's not enough to talk about wanting to be wealthy because everybody wants but not everybody truly knows what they're asking for there is this one thing that I've come to discover as I am as I've been meditating on the word of God for for quite uh, a number of weeks now that it's not about what you ask 
really it isn't about what you ask but it's about how you ask for it you know there is a book by John C Maxwell good leaders ask good questions many times we go before god we ask the wrong questions to the right subject matter and god wants to ask you the question but you're asking the wrong one god can i have this he's saying are you sure i did not give it to you do you know what my word says about what you're asking and instead of asking god to help us see what we have already received by faith what to help us see and understand that the eyes of our understanding might be open to comprehend what jesus has done for us that we may walk in the same level of wealth and 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 prosperity that he wants us to walk in that we may walk in the kind of prosperity that will enable us to empower the body of Christ to do what it must do to his glory now the thing here is not everybody understands how this works people are lustful about the things that they think they want they actually want the things that they are wanting and they don't actually need them you know there's a difference between wanting and needing someone in need understands the value of what they're truly asking for right but you might think you need money when in actual sense your heart is simply lusting after it you just want to he- you you want to have a status of someone you had has this amount of money in their bank account and they look like this they they act like this they have this they have that and honestly if you were to check your heart it's not authentic what it is that you're asking from god is not why you it's not really what you're supposed to be asking for in actual sense what we all need because we all have a degree of dissatisfaction i believe so the question number 1 is god i know that you have done everything for me through christ could you help me understand how it works you know it's 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 also wisdom for you to know what exactly it is that you want from god i truly believe and i've seen this in my own life that i i if i don't ask the right questions from god i don't get the answers i think i need and that's i've discovered that many times when i'm asking god for answers and i'm not seeing answers to certain questions i always check the questions and I've, it's 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 been a number of times that i've confirmed that i was asking wrong or as asking the wrong questions God is always speaking he's always answering he's always giving feedback but we are either not listening or because we are interested in a certain answer we think that the answer is in working every single day we think the answer is in crying to God and wanting so much money but we're willing to sacrifice the lives we're supposed to share with our children with our families and friends with the rightful associations we're supposed to we are actually off the gps of purpose and we're on the gps of tracking money because we think it's what we need to survive we actually need to see exactly what we ought to do for us to not only survive but to thrive so this discussion today is highlighted what do you really want are you sure it's what you want how determined are you to make money how determined are you to make wealth how determined are you to be wealthy again as he said in the beginning it's not about wanting 
Rather, it is about being specific with what you are in able, rather what you are in position to achieve. It's okay to have small targets for the beginning. If you can be faithful with what is small, then you are definitely going to achieve the big. It's just a matter of time. You don't have to chase after everything. It might matter how long it takes for you to leave this level of 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 uh, of, um, of 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 income, but it does matter how much exactly it is that you are earning. Are you faithful with those small monies that you're earning? Are you faithful with removing the tenth? Are you faithful with doing all this and maintaining and keeping a clear, a clear scope of how much you spend? These are the small things that make us who we are. And this is the same wisdom of association that is required. If you do not have the right associations you have made that will remind you that you should be spending in proportion to what you have saved, you cannot spend when you haven't saved. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says, the wise man keeps a fortune for his grandchildren, not even his children, because the cycle now changes. It ceases to be for the children. So when the children come, the responsibility is shifted to, a gener to two generations ahead. That means God is giving us wisdom to plan not only once ahead, but twice ahead. So you're not just planning for your children, you're working for your children's children. So when those children's children inherit the wealth that you have made for their children, for your children, who give birth to those grandchildren, those grandchildren will take up that wealth and increase and multiply it for their great, for their two, for your great grandchildren or great great grandchildren, whatever. You get the drift. But the point here is, and as I wind up, choose the right associations by either books, friends, companions, colleagues, advisors, mentors, have a mentor, because it's important. Arcad in this case is a mentor to all the people of, of, of the land, because now they have to get from his wisdom how they can maintain the world they want to keep. So in this small expose that we've had, I really hope that it's been an excerpt enough for you to pick a huge leaf and tree for you to build your wealth right. Now go out there and get that wealth and maintain it right. Next time we'll talk about how to keep it further and even grow it. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and uh, look for us on Apple Podcasts and Podbean on Google Podcasts. We are everywhere that you call or know as a, a podcast hosting site. We are there. Just look out for the podcast and take time to listen. You will be blessed. For now, I'm Alvin. Bye.